The number 12 team in the college football world, the Florida Gators, are releasing their next depth chart later today. We're going to see, try to predict a few changes that we'll see only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryOfSI.com. And before getting into today's content, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Now we're going to talk about some depth chart changes that could be happening with the Florida Gators. Because again, today, later on today, Florida Gators have a new depth chart coming out tonight. And there, there are three things that I think we'll see some movement on. The first one is running back. Um, I think we see Montreal Johnson listed as the starting running back over Naquan Wright. I don't think we see Trevor Etienne uh, make that jump yet and to put Naquan down to the third one. Yes, Trevor Etienne was... Pfft, thriving and he was involved in the passing game as well but it seems like pretty much when he was on the field the ball was going to him um most most of the time it seems like it's i don't know it just feels like he was used as this uh seems like he was used as this gadgety type player i feel like gadget's not the right word for it but basically when he was on the field he was going to be used and and he was kind of be going to be involved in these uh these these designed plays whether it was him motioning out and catching a screen whether it was him just being in the backfield and receiving the ball he played 14 total snaps so 14 total snaps and running the ball he had five carries obviously makes sense there so five carries as a runner in 14 snaps and he was targeted twice. So six of the 14 snaps he played involved him getting the ball, which is why I'm like, well, I feel like they're bringing him out there pretty much knowing that they're going to give him the ball. Uh, So I don't think he's maybe not ready yet to take on a larger role. Maybe he just knows a few, a small package of plays, and that's why they put him in there for those plays, uh, to just get him the ball because he is electric with the ball in his hands. So I do think that, the the point here is kind of get him the ball when he's uh, – or put him on the field when he's going to get the ball. So I don't think that we see Trevor Etienne jump Naquan Wright just yet. We'll also see Naquan Wright get more carries, I think, in the Kentucky game because I think that everybody's going to get more carry, more carries in, uh, in the Kentucky game because, well, I don't know how to put this without sounding rude, but Kentucky kind of stinks, so – do with that which you will. Uh, that's that's really it. I think nose tackle we see a change. Uh, Jalen Lee was listed as the starter for the Florida Gators. 
uh, on that nose tackle spot, but I think that we'll see it be Desmond Watson sooner rather than later. Maybe it won't happen this week, but Desmond Watson uh, compared to Jalen Lee, Jalen Lee played 29 snaps. Desmond Watson played 28 snaps. Again, a lot of those though were against the run that Desmond Watson played, played fantastic. Um, People that size shouldn't move the way they do. And I know I say Anthony Richardson, people that size don't move the way he does. People the size of Desmond Watson shouldn't move the way that Desmond Watson moves. So that, that's important, uh, important distinguisher there where I'm like, okay, that, that's kind of crazy. But I do think that Desmond Watson also outperformed Jalen Lee in just about every way, uh, which is why I also say I think that he'll take that starting spot. Again, it might not happen soon. We might not see these drastic changes soon, but I think that this is something that the, um, it's hard to say this, but the coaching staff is pretty clear. They want Desmond Watson to be a focal point of this defensive line at some point. So I think it won't happen soon. I won't, it won't happen right now, but I think it will happen soon where Desmond Watson is just a dominant force in the run game at times, or could be a dominant force in the run game at times. Um, especially just, again, how athletic he is for his size. I think they're going to want to get him on the field more. So I think that nose tackle, we see a change there. Again, Desmond Watson played just one less snap, but I think played considerably better. It's also hard to gauge that again because Desmond Watson played so much more against the run than Jalen Lee did. Jalen Lee played so much more against the pass than Desmond Watson did. So they were kind of asked to do different things, but you can't be like, oh, wait, no, you're going to run the ball? Put Desmond Watson in. Never mind. Just just redo it. So you can't do that. You got to find someone who's more well-rounded. I think Desmond Watson, when he played against the pass, I think he did a solid job. Uh, I don't think he cre- like I, I don't remember seeing him uh, get into the backfield and really destroy the play. Uh, Jalen Lee, I didn't see do either. So that that's a bit moot there. Um, but I do think that Desmond Watson, his ceiling is just so high that you should probably put him on the field at a certain point. And the final thing that I – honestly, this one isn't even I think we see a change. This one is please let me see a change here. Returners. Oh, my goodness. I am so upset about this one. Xavier Henderson, still back there, returning kicks. Please stop. Um, please, I get it. Jamarcus Weston is also back there. Jamarcus Weston returned uh, at least one kick. I remember seeing Xavier Henderson returned at least at least two, maybe three. Um, but Jamarcus Weston was back there as well. Xavier Henderson was there. It's just so frustrating that you have the players on roster that you have, because obviously the Florida Gators have immensely talented football players. They have obviously just incredible athletes. The University of Florida, most of their roster is from the state of Florida, which I've always said, if you're wanting to add athletes and you you want athletes, you go to the state of Florida, you go to the state of California. Those are the two biggest places where you get athletes. Florida, a lot of guys from the state of Florida, but it just seems like no matter what it is, no matter who is the head coach, no matter who is the special teams coordinator or the game changer coordinator, no matter who it is, Florida just doesn't want to put explosive players on the field there. Um, I I think it's very, very frustrating, at least for me, like put Lorenzo Lingard back there. I don't, I don't care. I think he's going to make more big plays in the return game than Xavier Henderson would. Who, by the way, Xavier Henderson showed a lot more wiggle 
on Saturday than we've seen from him at any point in Gainesville. So he, he, I mean, showed a lot more wiggle, especially after the catch. So there's that. But I don't think he should be a returner. I don't think he's wiggly enough to be a returner. I don't think he's explosive enough to be a returner. Put Lorenzo Lingard back there. You're not doing anything else with him. Just I, I don't get that. That part I really don't get of just like, you're not doing anything. Might as well just give him the ball. Let him make some plays. Do it with Marcus Burke if you want. I still don't think he's wiggly enough. But again, he's he's young. He's, he's quick. He's fast. You're not doing anything with him. Just give him the ball. That, that's the frustrating part where there are so many freaky athletes on this roster. And Florida just doesn't put him back there. Put Trevor Etienne back there. We saw him make big plays. Put him back there. Let him make plays there. I, just, I, I don't want to see Xavier Henderson back there returning kicks anymore. And it's not even a knock on him. It's just not a good role for him is what I think the the bigger issue is there. So it, it's just incredibly frustrating. Something that's way less frustrating, though, is what's about to be in the next segment, which is Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators, tight end, is going to be here. We're talking about Utah. We're talking a little bit about Kentucky, but mostly that Utah game and his first game as a Florida Gator, but first a quick word from LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. If you've never used LinkedIn Jobs before, I highly recommend it. That's how I got my last job before I joined Locked On. With simple tools like screening questions, makes it easier for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience, you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Joining me for today's episode of Locked On Gators is Hayden Hansen. I mean, this is the now second interview in the series, we'll call it. Uh, first since the season has started. And I mean, I, I want to start off with this because I feel like it's very obvious. What was your first game experience like in the Swamp? Uh, it was a lot to take in, especially just getting off that bus for that Gator walk. I was like, wow. And it was pouring rain. Fans didn't move a muscle. They were there. They were there. I mean, those those are the definition of fans, in my opinion. And uh, I mean, once you once you finish that Gator walk, get to the field, it's still empty. You're like, wow, I can't imagine what this place is gonna look like. And warming up, got a little delay. Fans didn't move. Game started. I was just, I was like, wow. I mean, I was like, this is what I worked my whole life for. I was like, I'm I'm blessed to be here. I mean, and it's gonna, it's gonna be worth the work. And um, I'm just I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I, I want to know actually what what because that was your first Gator walk, of course. So so what was that like? Because I mean, I feel like it was the most fitting Gator walk possible. It was raining, humid. I know that I stood. I was uh on your left side as you walked in. I was standing there and I was just like, okay, like I'm pumped. And then out of nowhere, it just starts raining. I was like, <laughs> and it just started clearing out a little bit. And I was just like, okay, this is gonna be interesting. But it, it was just awesome because I mean, the Gators obviously you guys were all very still uh still active with all the fans so just what was your first gator walk like i mean it was awesome man i mean it started raining and i'm walking and just people that know my name it's crazy i, I made sure to um, give as many high fives out as possible many fist bumps you know because 
just show how grateful we are for those fans. I mean, the swamp isn't the swamp without the fans, you know, like you could tell it was, it was affecting Utah at that points in the game and it helped us out a lot. And uh, we're just very grateful for them. Yeah. I genuinely enjoyed how often Utah fans were like that humidity is not going to, the crowd's not going to play that much a role. Dudes were puking on the sideline for Utah. And and it was, it was fun. Um, I will give credit to the Utah fans. Like they showed up and they were also loud, but um, just, just not loud enough. But before the game, kind of what was the feel when you guys were in the locker room beforehand? What, what was the feel amongst the players? Oh man. I mean, it was, I, at first I was like, all right, it's going to be quiet. It's going to be kind of pressure. First game, top seven team. Um, no, man. I mean, people were, people were going around high five people. They're like, all right, this is just a, this is a glorified practice. We're going to go out there. Our practices are going to be way harder than this game. We're going to go out there beat the man in front of us. Simple run the plays. Napier's prepared for us. And we're going to get out of here with the win. That's exactly what we did too. And, um, it came down to the wire. We stuck it out and finished and, uh, Bernie, I mean, that was something. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you this. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it out of that game. I wasn't playing, obviously, but I was, I was, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, my, my heart's about to give in. Um, There's one play in particular where my heart just dropped, and it was uh the, the two-point conversion, which is uh, – uh, Me was too, that? brother. Me too. <laughs> what was that like on the sideline? Because that was uh, – where I was sitting, that was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so, I mean, um, it, yeah, we were holding our breath. I mean, it was a busted play. And, uh, I mean, Napier was just like – Thank the Lord. So I woke up this morning, prayed to the good Lord that we have AR on our team because without him, we would have we would not have converted that first down. And uh, he used his legs and gave us some more life. I mean, that's all you can ask for. That dude, that dude's special. Yeah, that I mean, that was just in insane. <laughs> like I that's I hate that that's the word I have to use to describe it, but I can't think of a better word to use. Uh, but I mean, fast forwarding a little bit towards the end of that game, that last drive, there were um or the last few drives, really, for Utah, there were a few instances where it was uh, did not going in Florida's favor. There was the busted play. There was Utah getting just an infinite number of timeouts, um, j- just a ton going on. What was it like on that sideline? What was the bench like at that point when Utah's kind of driving, they're in striking distance, and then Amari Bernie, of course, makes one of the greatest plays that we've seen? I mean, it was – I mean, it surprised me how well – the sidelines stay together during that. Cause I mean, when tough times hit, you know, you have the players that are rotating on the sideline on defense. They were all like, no way, no worry. We're going to finish this out. Like there was never a point in time where anyone questioned anything. And I think that's one of the biggest things Napier has brought to this program is he's just emphasized togetherness, togetherness. And um, that was really what it was on the sideline. Like, I mean, of course there was, there was nerves and stuff, but like no one was bashing anyone. No one was blaming anyone. We're like, we're going to stick this through. We're going to get this done. And, exactly what happened and I mean that's just that just shows me how much of a chance we had to be great this season and I'm excited yeah I, I mean I think we know that the Florida Gators answered some uh some pretty heavy questions on Saturday night that I it was fantastic but I want to talk about you for a second personally because I know that I saw this I don't know how many people did see it or how many people noticed it but uh you were especially animated after the uh after the interception and run into the end zones just what was that like for you because I know everybody ran towards the band just what was that like for you oh man it was crazy because I was just I was talking to my friend one of the other tight ends and I was like I have a feeling we're gonna pick this off right here and uh he was like all right let's see and then <laughs> right when it happened I 
I didn't even know if there was time left on the clock. I didn't care. I just followed the crowd. I just ran out there, and I was like, no way. Like, the first game goes down like this. I mean, what else can you ask for, man? You got 90,779 fans screaming. Like, it was insane. Yeah, that was I, – I could tell you where I was seated was we were sitting basically along the goal line, so I, I could just see that perfect intercept. It was just – fantastic we went nuts on our side as well what was the locker room like after that because i know that we saw you know the clip of billy napier yelling how about the meters but just what was the locker room like after that because that has to be electric yeah for sure so before he got in there we were all we were all just i mean we we weren't ecstatic we we expected to beat them so i mean we were all dabbing each other up like great game hooting hollering playing some music and napier got in there quiet then he drops that line. We go crazy. Says a couple more words. He leaves. Then we play like one of our most favorite locker room songs. I don't know the name of it. I should probably learn it. But we play the favorite locker room song. We all get in a circle, like a little dance circle. People take turns just busting moves in there. I mean, it was it was a pretty fun environment. And we had some recruits in there videoing and stuff. It was a good time. Yeah, I mean, recruits were out in in bunches. I know that. Any oh, yeah. times I walked around, I saw recruits. For football, I saw a couple basketball guys there. I was like, okay, they're they're bringing everybody out for this first one. Uh-huh. But now it's your your first game, your first home game in the swamp. Your first game as a Florida Gator is done. What are you most looking forward to again, especially this week with Kentucky coming to town? Yeah, so I mean, first of all, I'm looking forward to seeing what an SEC versus SEC game looks like. I mean, it's the best of the best. It's going to be highly competitive. And uh, second off, I'm looking for a dry gator walk so I can take a little more time, you know, maybe see some more clearer faces. But, um, I mean, other than that, man, I mean, I just, I mean, I hope we get that same crowd back. I know I know, Kentucky won last year, pretty close game. So I know uh, they're going to be looking to get some revenge, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I, all I'm saying is that if last year's games in Gainesville, Kentucky don't win it. It's it's as simple as that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but so last question really is just – this whole weekend obviously was insane. You had your first everything as a Gator. What what was your favorite part of it? Oh man, that's a tough question. There was just so much. Like I was just taking it all in. Um, I mean, it, it, it had to be after the game when Napier just brought us all up and dropped dropped that line. How about them Gators? Uh, I mean, it's it's just when when a coach can rally when a coach can come in in one year and just not even a year. And just bring all like all these grown men together, NFL prospect guys, and to believe in one man and to get us together, and just bring the whole team and our chemistry. It's just it's crazy to me, man. He's he he's such a good coach. That's why I committed to him back at UL. Even um, I mean, I just it's crazy to see what he's done here and, and what he can do in the future. Yeah, I think that's what we're all looking forward to because we're like, hey, you know, is eight months enough time really to to put it all together? And damn, he did it. So, so, uh, yeah, I think he, I think he silenced the doubt there. So yeah, so I, I think he answered that biggest question of you know G five Billy Sunbelt Billy. I mean, oh, yeah, ranked, I ranked, ranked Billy ninety thousand seconds. <laughs> Billy, that's where we're looking at now. Thank you so much, Hayden. This was Hayden Hanson, Florida Gators tight end, and I mean soon to be ranked ranked Florida Gators. Tight for end. sure, for sure. So be sure to catch Hayden, I mean, every week on Lockdown Gators and every weekend on the field for your Florida Gators. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow talking Florida Gators versus Kentucky with Lance Daw from Lockdown Kentucky. And 
Ooh, I want to make them cry. I'm going to let you know. I, I just, I want to see tears. That's what I want. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole9Sports and GiantsCountryFSI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.